0: Hi and welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life.
1: And I'm David Averbach, CEO and publisher.
0: Each episode we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. So David, do you have some messages from our sponsors to start off the episode? I do, I've got a couple of them today.
1: So the first sponsor I'm going to tell you about is Withings. Uh, Those of you who are longtime listeners are familiar with them. Withings has a really excellent line of smart health products. Um, So today I'm going to tell you about their ScanWatch. And what I love about the ScanWatch is that it is a smartwatch. It has a lot of the health monitoring features, the notifications that most smartwatches have. But it looks and feels like a traditional watch, so it's a really cool hybrid for those people who um, a want some a lot of this tracking, but b don't want the really techy looking Apple Watch feel. Um, so make sure you check it out. They also have excellent line blood pressure monitors, smart scales, sleep tracking. And, you know, Don and I use a lot of these things daily. So uh, check out Withings. Uh, today's second sponsor is Fanatic. And Fanatic makes an app called Informant 5. And Informant 5 is a really excellent calendar app. So uh, I love Apple, I love a lot of their built-in apps, but the calendar app in my opinion is really hard to use. It is not very user-friendly, and that's when Informant 5 comes in. Not only are they obsessive over making the app easy to use, user-friendly, they also do a couple things that Apple doesn't do. Number one, they combine reminders and calendar into one app. And in my opinion, that's how it should be because a lot of times when I go to schedule something on my phone, am I saying, remind me that I have a dentist appointment at 2.30 tomorrow or add to my calendar? They're kind of a lot of the same functionality. And a lot of times, let's say you have a home project that you're managing, you may have a lot of deadlines that are date related. So having a calendar just makes sense. The final thing that is really great about them is they're de- their device agnostic. So what that means is if you are not 100% in Apple's ecosystem, if you have a PC computer, for example, Uh, you can use them for that as well. So make sure you check it out. It's in and 5.
0: I also wanted to take a moment to tell you about our free newsletter called iPhone Life Tip of the Day. We have over 250,000 subscribers to this newsletter because it's amazing. You sign up and we send you something cool you can do with your iPhone in one minute a day. So you go to iPhoneLife.com slash Daily Tips to sign up. And from then on, you'll get an email in your inbox every morning, and you'll walk away with a quick and easy tip that's going to help improve your quality of life and uh, get the most out of your iPhone. So iphonelife.com slash daily tips to sign up for that. I wanted to share a tip with you all that is a bit of a controversy between David (laughs) and I. We have different feelings about this tip. And that's how to customize your focus... um, your focus mode sharing settings in the messages app. And just to back up a little bit and explain what I mean by that, with iOS 15, Apple came out with this feature called focus modes. And so you can turn on things um, like a work mode or a workout mode and not be disturbed by notifications during that time, including text messages. You can also set it up where certain people get those. But anyway, we'll link to in the show notes how to set up focus modes for those of you who haven't done that yet but this is about whether other people see what focus mode you're in or that you're in a focus mode when they text you because there's a setting that actually i think i believe is on by default i think by default it is on yes when you set up focus modes that will it'll say something like uh donna has do not disturb on what i can't remember the exact wording but it will say letting them know that you're not available.
1: I was just about to check, but we're getting to the fact that you have this turned <laughs> off, so I cannot check what your focus mode is. Let me see if I can see. Oh, I can see it, Donna. Really? It says so. We're gonna get to this because this is part of the not only controversy but is a little bit of a buggy feature. Yeah. It says Donna has notifications silenced.
0: Yeah. So. At first, I thought this was a cool feature because I like, unlike um, in the past when Apple had this do not disturb while driving feature, that would send like several text messages. Anytime you texted someone who was driving, it would be like, Donna cannot text you right now. She is driving. And you know, I thought- It's like a thought,
1: corny like auto responder for text.
0: Yeah. And it kind of, it just like clogs up your text messages. This is nice in that it's just a little, te- little text above your typing box that will show you that I have do not disturb on. But um, the reason I don't like it is because I think it deters people from texting me. I want my friends to text me. Because like, if, <laughs> they, if they see I have notification <laughs> notification silence, they'll be like, I'm not going to bother texting her. Right? So
1: Don and I talked a little bit about this pre-show. <laughs> and I made the I mean, decision. it doesn't mean I will
0: ever respond, but... <laughs>
1: I made the decision to not get into it pre-show so that I could have a live reaction. And now I feel like I'm having too much reaction. So you want to have your notifications silenced so you are not disturbed, but not discourage people from texting you. Yes,
0: that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. (laughs) But don't you think, like, if I'm texting someone else and it says that their notifications are silenced, it feels like that's a signal to me that unless it's super important, I shouldn't reach out.
1: That is not how I personally do it. (laughs) I have almost the opposite response. Maybe, I guess, I'm not sure. I think that I feel like Mm. I have permission to text them because they are not going to be disturbed. Especially like, Mm. let's say I'm texting- That's an
0: interesting, different way to read it. Let's
1: say I'm texting somebody early in the morning or late at night, and I don't want to risk waking them up. If I see that little notification, I know that I can text them and I won't wake them up. But also the thing, the reason why I like the feature a lot is the opposite. As somebody, if I'm texting somebody, and I'm sitting around waiting for a response, and I'm annoyed, and I need, to find, I need to hear from them. It's nice to know why they're not responding, that they can't, or that they mm. had their notifications turned off.
0: Yeah, I think, like, so there's the deterrent thing, and then there's also, I guess, like, a privacy thing in my mind where I feel, like, it doesn't tell you what activity they're doing, that they're working out, or because it's because of work, so in that way it's not invasive, but... um, Similar to red receipts, read receipts? I don't remember what we We got into this debate last
1: time. We got a lot of emails. I think everybody concurred that it was, in fact, red receipts.
0: Red receipts. Okay. Similar to red receipts where it's like a little extra information I'm giving people that I feel, I guess I just feel resistant to. Although I understand the benefits of it that you're saying.
1: That's where I thought you were going to go with that. And I think that makes sense that it's like a privacy violation a little bit. Yeah. But it's also, I'm not sure what private information you're really letting on That's that true. you went to bed too early or I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I think, I think the deterrent thing is the bigger, like a deterrent to reaching out. It's a bigger it, thing. Yeah. Like it, it, I don't like the idea that there might be people out there that wanted to reach out, but didn't because <laughs> I had them silenced. <laughs> but
1: but you have everyone silenced all the time and you never respond. Donna. <laughs> okay.
0: Yes. That is, that is
1: perhaps true, but that, that makes sense. Okay. But,
0: okay, but I will get now to explaining to you, how to customize this, so that's the tip for today.
1: Can I make one more point? Yes. Also, it seems to happen a lot to people where they will accidentally leave this feature on for a while, and so that is also another reason why it's nice is it gives you the option to override it, which is again controversial because if you have friends who are too impatient, they can abuse this feature and text you when you don't want to be texted, but it is nice to have the ability to override it, especially if you have something that is kind of urgent and you want to ha- be able to text them and you haven't heard back, but like you're like trying to coordinate something that you need to hear back right away on. You can hit the notify anyway. And so that I think is another our point in my favor <laughs> that, that is a nice feature.
0: Yeah, that is a cool feature and a good tip. Um, so the tip that today lets you customize by, contact who can see your status. Um, but I wanted to explain first, a lot of times with these tips, they're like nested. I'm like, but first I wanted to show you how to across the board to make a decision yeah. on this, which is going into the settings app, hitting focus. And from there, you there'll be a list of the modes that you have set up. So your work mode, for instance, tap that. And that's where you'll see um, an option that says focus status. And if you have that, enabled. If you have that turned to on, that means you're sharing your focus status when you're in that mode. So it is interesting. You can actually like for some of your focus modes have sharing on and some not. And I think that's where I've turned it off for some, but not for all. Ah. And so I think that's why you can see it sometimes. Um, but you can actually also go in by contact. So I might have, let's say David, for instance, I would like to let him know, when i'm when i have do not disturb on but i don't want it on across the board to do that you do it through the messages app you open messages select a conversation so i would find my text thread with david tap on the contact card at the top card at the top of the screen and from there you tap to enable share focus status and that is toggled on and this is an interesting one cuz you're like, why do you do this through the Messages app? Why can't you just find someone's contact card? Yeah. But strangely, when you go to someone's contact card through the Messages app, you get a different set of options than you do other places that are customized to Messages, which, I mean, I guess it does make sense, but it seems kind of weird. It makes sense
1: in a way, because like you're saying, you're customizing Messages. But what doesn't, what always feels weird to me is... I struggle with the Contacts app in general because it's like you yeah. can access it from the phone app, you can access it from the Messages app, and you it has its own app. And I do think you get slightly different views depending on how you access it, which is very confusing to me.
0: Yeah, it's very confusing. Um, but yeah, so like with all of this in mind, how do you want to set yours up or how have you set yours up?
1: So I... <laughs> I am I'm consistent at least. I just have that notification on across the board. Whenever I have that feature on, it tells everybody that I am in do not disturb mode. Um, should we make this the question yeah. of the week? Yes. So do you, you, do you have, how, how, how should we phrase do this Do you question? share your
0: focus status with yes, people? Yes, there we go. And, uh, you know, that can just be yes or no, or it's complicated and explain your customizations there. Like <laughs> if you share them with certain people, if you share them only in certain modes and why. So email podcast at iphonelife.com. Let us know, do you, do you have share focus status turned on?
1: Uh, and so what is your current configure, what is your, configu- what is your <coughs> it's complicated configuration? <laughs> well, actually
0: setting up this podcast made me realize, I'm like, why am I still sharing it? I thought this turned, I turned this off. I'm going to go turn it off across the board, I think, because I still feel, I still just have the feeling that I like better just to have people text me when they want to text me. And like, I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of situations where something super urgent it doesn't seem like for people that they need to like know that whether I can get back to them immediately or not. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but.
1: No, I do feel like too, there is another sort of point in your favor, which is like, as a society, we all carry these phones in our pocket right, all the time, and so there's some, sometimes this implicit expectation that you should be responsive to everyone all the time. Yeah. And so I think by notifying it, it's kind of playing into that, being like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I can't message you back." Monday, do not disturb. And your point is sort of like, "I'll message you back when I message you back." I'm if I'm if you don't hear from me, I'm busy. I don't need a s- special notification for that. Is that sort of what your mm. your yeah. line of thinking is? Yeah, it's
0: overall that. I mean, I. S- to the texting point, I definitely feel like that's something I could work on. And I'm not just kind of like feeling mm, like no one should ever expect to hear back from me. Mm-hmm. But I don't find the sharing my notification status or my focus status like helpful or wanted. Yeah. Um, but that does lead me and I'm curious what you'll think. I've had someone this week tell me, they're like, when you're texting Donna, you either get a response immediately or like a week later. Oh, it's, yeah. And they're like, there's no in between.
1: <laughs> well, that's part of why I like did that point is because my experience with you is I will hear from Donna when I hear from Donna. <laughs> and it's fine. I like it's never personal. You yeah, just it's you live am. your life by being like, if I'm busy, I won't text you. And I, I like respect that. But yeah, no, it's definitely your way of things. <laughs>
0: well, I think the funny thing about that is if I do just have my phone out when someone texts me and I'm not like in the middle of work or something. I will respond like right away too, which people also are weirded out by. <laughs> <I> mean, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm a little. I think I'm similar. I think we probably all do that. It's like, because if I'll if I happen to see it and be available to respond, I will. But otherwise, I mean, there there's people who like I currently owe a response to that has been maybe a week.
0: Yeah, I so. feel like you usually average like about 24 hours. You're not like an immediate texter backer, no, but you No, I'm not. <laughs> but you're like it's more consistently usually within like 24 to 48 hours. I
1: will say this though. I do try <laughs> I we're really in the weeds here, <laughs> but I'll finish my thought. I do try to like triage. Like in other words, if I if somebody messages me something that does require a response, I think I typically give them that response promptly. It's yeah. the kind of broader things where I'm just like chatting about something that's Doesn't require an immediate response that I take a while to get back to.
0: I mean, I would be curious to make this a second question of the week to get some of our to get some of your thoughts on iPhone etiquette here. Yeah, because we've you know every once in a while we'll do like a theme on this and talk about like the do's and don'ts of ways that you communicate with people on your phone. And I've heard I've listened to a lot of different podcasts that talk about this. Uh, Like some people do feel very entitled just to be like. Unless it's like, if you text me, it does not mean you get a response. And then other people have really strong opinions that it's extremely rude to leave someone hanging. So I'm curious to hear all of your thoughts. Um, what is your etiquette around text messaging and response times? what do you think is appropriate expectations to have around getting a response from someone, email podcast at iPhone life.com and let us know, <laughs> feel free to call me out on my texting behavior <laughs> or back me up. I'd be curious to hear from all of you. Um, all right, moving along. I next wanted to take a moment to tell you about our premium subscription called iPhone life insider. So we have a premium educational service that has a ton of in-depth content from our experts to really help you master your devices and get the most out of them. And you join a community of over 12,000 other insiders who, you know, you can help learn alongside. We have live courses with expert instructors on topics like camera. Right now, we're doing one on the camera, on the iPhone camera, and getting into all the different shooting modes, as well as, you know, tips and tricks for better exposure, better lighting, better framing of your shots. We also have iOS courses. We have in-depth guides on topics from everything about your iPad to the new Mac operating system, so you have all your bases covered. And all of these videos and uh, downloadable PDFs make it really easy to dig into whatever it is that you're wanting to learn at that time in easy, bite-sized, step-by-step tutorials. Uh, we also have a digital subscription to our magazine included with Insider, um, and we have an ad-free version of this podcast with bonus content from David and I, um, and we also have, I know I'm forgetting, Ask an Expert. Ask an Expert is a feature that our insiders love, where if you run into tech problems, you can contact us, and we will you get a guaranteed response that helps you find a solution to whatever issue you're having with your Apple devices. So... Being on the tip of the day is great. It's a great way to get little bite-sized tips every day. But with Insider, you're really taken care of. And um, you have us as a resource at any time to help make sure that you're having the best experience you can with your Apple devices. It's pretty amazing. So go to iPhoneLife.com slash podcast discount if you want to sign up. You get a 10% discount for just for being a podcast listener. Plus, we have a senior discount of an extra 10% off. So if you're 60 or over or you're a veteran or service personnel, click that at checkout and you'll get up to 20% off.
1: And I just want to put one more plug in for our camera. It it's not it's a, we have a live class going right now, but we released a companion guide that mm-hmm. is just amazing. So it, these are step-by-step video tutorials, uh in-depth PDF, and the quality of this guide is one of the best guides we've ever produced. So if you have any interest in learning how to take better photos, how to and not just, you know, when we say that it's obviously if you have want to take artistic photos, certainly it will help with that, but also just take better photos of your friends and family, capture the moments in your life. It's a really amazing guide, so if you have not yet taken the leap, make sure to check it out, ifonelife.com slash podcast discount.
0: So we have a question from an insider that I wanted to read out. It's a simple one, but it's one that, as our phones do so many more things, it can be easy to forget uh, because it's one of those core functions that you set up, kind of set it and forget it. And that's how do I change the default voicemail greeting? <laughs> and when you, when you call someone and you get just an automated response, it leaves you wondering if you did reach the correct person. Um, also, it might be something you want to update every once in a while. So I wanted to explain how you do that. Uh, so you can record a new voicemail message to re- replace the default one. You go into the phone app, go to the voicemail tab, and from there you just tap greeting, custom, and then record and you can record your greeting. Um s- tap stop when you're done. And I recommend that you go play it back, listen to it, and you can always re- re-record it easily from there to make sure you get it just right and then tap save when you're done. Um along with this tip, I just wanted to mention I run into quite often my voicemail getting filled up, yeah. filling up. It's It's kind of surprising that there's not – it doesn't seem like there's that high of a capacity for that many messages. I
1: feel like voicemail in general is one of those things. It's like this legacy area because it's crazy to me that, like, the voicemail boxes become full in this day and age. I know, I know. Like, how much storage does it really take up? And also, it gives you almost no management of it. Like, you can go delete voicemails, but – it doesn't really give you good notifications. Like, it'll happen to me where I will suddenly discover that my voicemail b- inbox has been full for months. Does this happen to you, too? Yeah. No,
0: my dad recently reached out and he's like, You don't respond to your text messages. Your voicemail is full. <laughs> How am I supposed to get in touch with you? And I was like, Oh, my voicemail's full. Yeah. It's the craziest thing where
1: there's no notifications, there's not a lot of controls. Um, like, I wish I could just set it to automatically delete old messages.
0: Yeah, You can't. You have
1: to go manually remember to do it every once in a while.
0: And then also, even when you delete messages, it goes into a deleted folder, so I think it's still taking yeah, up space. Yeah, you have to go clear and it then, out. Yeah, after some time, it'll delete after that, but I also have gone into manually deleted stuff. Yeah, like, like, you have to delete it twice, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's annoying. yeah, I hate that. Yeah.
1: And then, I mean, it's a good reminder, though, for everybody out there, both to check to make sure your inbox isn't full, but also... I must have set my voicemail greeting, I don't even know, 15, 20 years ago. And then, because it's one of those things that it carries on from phone to phone, I believe.
0: Yeah. (laughs) It actually just occurred to me, like when I was looking at this one, I was like, I have no idea what my voicemail greeting is. Because why why would I ever have cause to listen to it? Yeah. Um, Also, just side note. Do you see, like, what is the point of voicemails anymore? Does I do... Okay, <laughs>
1: third question. Does anybody leave voicemails anymore? I mean, I
0: still get voice... Like, it's still relevant to me because people leave me voicemail messages still. Um, So it still happens, but I just don't personally really get the point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I get... <laughs> I, this might be, I'll be curious to hear from audience, I think this might be a generational thing. Mm-hmm. Certainly people, and we're on the cusp, because I certainly I mean, did I grew grow up, up with yeah. ant, quote, answering machines. So th- I think there's a, a habit about it. But the times when I find it useful are when somebody's calling me who is not like a friend of mine. It's, it's often an unknown number, like if I'm getting a sales call or like the dentist is reminding me of an appointment. Things like that where texting can be a little bit weird and invasive, a voicemail makes sense. But I never, ever leave voicemails anymore, I'm realizing. I will hang up and text them.
0: Yeah, because most of the time with a friend, it would just be me being like, hi, it's Donna. How's it going? Call me back yeah. when you can. And it's like, <laughs> they would just get the same message by seeing that I called.
1: Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. But I will leave them in professional context, even if I'm calling a cell phone.
0: That's true. Maybe it's more of like a business thing. My mom, like my parents will leave me voicemail messages. And a lot of times like it will be explaining something, but it's like they could, it's just a different option. Like a lot of times they'll text me about it or they would leave a voicemail about it. Um so they're kind of just different ways of accomplishing the same thing. But even businesses now are more using texting. Like yeah. my dentist now will text me instead of leave a voicemail, yeah, which I like. Yeah. So I think <laughs> in general, I'm happy to be moving away from voicemail messages. But it seems like they're not completely obsolete yet. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think some of it <laughs> is. It's all all of this is coming coming the same point. It's a technology that's <laughs> probably on its way out. Like I think people are using voicemail less and less.
0: Yeah. The voicemail transcription helps, I guess. I love at least the voicemail you can just transcription. Kind of like skim and see what was the important information in there. I think that's
1: part of what's annoying about the voicemail actually. Now that I'm thinking about it, it's that you I cannot if I'm busy and typically if I didn't answer the phone it's cuz I'm busy, I can't listen to it. I have to find a time later in the day and then remember that I had a voicemail I needed to listen to. Whereas a text message I can just read it even if I'm busy and then decide if I need to respond. And that's where the transcription is nice. It allows you at least to kind of see who just left your voicemail and is it important without like stepping out of the meeting to check your voicemail.
0: Yeah, yeah, without the transcription it would really be my least favorite feature ever. (laughs) All right, so I want to read out, we have some comments from you which I just wanted to stop and take a moment And say thank you for writing in. David and I both wanted to encourage you all to keep doing it. It's really nice to hear all of your thoughts on it. So we're not just, you know, sharing our thoughts only. (laughs) Um, Last episode, we talked about red receipts. Or maybe it was the recent episode. We talked about red receipts, which shows people if you've read their messages or not. And we wanted to get your opinions on whether you like this feature or not. David and I don't like this feature <laughs> um, or don't have it enabled because, you know, for privacy. So Pat wrote in and said, I have read receipts turned off because sometimes I want to delay responding or I don't want to engage immediately with the sender. And I think that's, you know, lines up pretty similarly to our feelings on it. Um, Bev wrote in saying similar thing. Limited use. Haven't wanted to because of privacy. But thanks for the reminder that I can turn it on for only certain people. That yeah,
1: helps. We did get a lot of people emailed us that after the after the podcast saying, "Oh, I can turn it on for certain people." I'm going to do that, which is I think yeah. a nice use case if you want to turn it on for your partner or something like that.
0: Yes, yeah, so Bev said I had to teach my husband again how to do that and turn it on for me because <laughs> we we shared the use case that one of um one of the people at iPhone Life. Noah, our COO, has it turned on just for his family members because sometimes he's busy at work, but, you know, his wife wants to know that he did see the important information in the text, and that way you can do that without having to take any actions, which is, is useful. Um, we also had someone write in, Marianne wrote in last week. This was a nice Email hitting a different point, a few different points. So I'll just read it out. <laughs> um, thank you so much for helping me with my email on the last podcast. Smiley face. Okay, that's the smiley face I use since I am overwhelmed by the emoji choices. She let us know that she just sticks to the classic smiley face because all the different emoji options were overwhelming. It wasn't
1: even my. It wasn't even an emoji, right? It was like the classic colon or. Colon parentheses, like just classic smiley face. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I did use emojis, I imagine I would stick to some favorites. Would they be easily accessible? Yes, I wanted to, you know, if you use certain emojis frequently, they show up at the very top of your emoji list so you can just keep on using them.
1: Which is good, but also double-edged sword because when somebody else goes and looks at your emojis, they can see what all of your <laughs> most favorite emojis are.
0: <laughs> and like, make judgmental. <laughs> really, you like that one? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, why are you using the cry face emoji every day? <laughs> um, I agree it is read, not read receipts. The message was read receipts. Yes, I vote for using them only for a spouse or perhaps a loved one, such as a parent or sick person who needs monitoring. My husband is always with clients or on the phone with a client. If I text him, I know he saw my message. It makes it so much easier for us to communicate. We can make plans. He can reply without interrupting his clients. It works great.
1: Um... Are we going to get into consortium versus yes, consortium? Yes,
0: I'm sorry you were confused by the multiple questions in my email. My fault. Wine emoji. Okay, not a melting face, but maybe a glass of wine is always nice. <laughs> my husband and I have our iPhones, own iPhones. I'm not sure how I implied that we shared one. We just want to share the iPad. And from David's advice, it makes sense to wait until September to see if the Pro is updated. But I still would love to know if we could both use it. We don't care about separate accounts with that. But we can both log in with numbers? Question mark. Do you have an answer to that? This one, I'm. It's, I'm it's all one. Pa- an it, like
1: it's all one account. So you have to have the same passcode. You can if you both know the passcode and you don't care whose account it's linked to, that's fine. And that's what most families end up doing. Like iPads functionally are shared by a lot of families, and they just all know the password and they don't care about the privacy of text messages. Um, so, that is, yeah, that's fine, but you cannot have multiple accounts, including multiple passwords. It has to all be under one right now. And thankfully, uh, you don't have to wait till September. June is when they announce the operating systems. So, in June, we will learn if this is a feature they add. I don't have too high hopes because it's been... I've literally been asking for this feature for 10 years. Mm-hmm. So, this might be the year, but the last 10 years have not
0: been. <laughs> <laughs> and this this is the... A topic the topic in this email that actually started a little debate before the beginning of this podcast, so we wanted to share it with you. Uh, last episode, we talked about emojis and how they're actually approved by a group called the... Do you remember?
1: It's the Unicode...
0: Consortium. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, David pronounced it consortium in the last episode, Um I had thought of... I think I usually say consortium, but I thought that both were right. Not sure. But anyway, Marianne wrote in, might have been a difficult word because it might have been mispronounced. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's pronounced consortium, not consortium. Like the Haitians and Clueless, which we watched the reference to that and uh, the... What's her name in Clueless? I can't remember the main girl. Oh, the Alicia
1: Silverstone has her little monologue <laughs> where
0: she talks about the Hadians in Clueless, and like <laughs> it was I,
1: I, a I never mind being called out, but being called out with a Clueless reference was it was top notch. So we'll Marianne, link to that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> we did a deep dive, watched the entire monologue, but we also did a deep dive and discovered okay, British English say consortium like I said it in the U.S. It is either consortium or consortium. And I think it skews a little bit consortium. But consortium was not wrong, is what we discovered, even in the US. (laughs) So I want to stand by it, but it is hard to pronounce. You can say it either way. You were definitely not wrong. Consortium (laughs) is, I think, the
0: more common pronunciation in the US. (laughs) So um, last but not least, Marianne asks for, I'd love for David to do a podcast on the Apple TV since he recommended it as an option. I think that would be fun to talk about.
1: Not only would it be fun to talk about, but I just got a new Apple TV. And so we can do an episode on it because I'll tell you all about it.
0: Yeah. And last but not least, uh, Marianne asks for, she says, the new studio looks great. I'm so glad you think Thank so. You. And I'd love a tour for the insiders. So I would like at the end of this episode to, to show around a little bit if we can. Sure. all right so thank you all for writing in please continue to we love hearing from you we're gonna move into our apps and gear section of the podcast what do you have this week
1: well uh i will save my full apple tv review for another time but i'm gonna tell y'all about my brand new airpods that i'm so excited about i took the leap
0: you did okay so which ones did you get
1: i got the third generation The The ones ones that that don't fit in your ears. Um, It turns out, in case y'all couldn't tell, I have bigger ears than Donna, (laughs) which sometimes has perks, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so I upgraded from the second generation to the third generation of AirPods. I did not, let's start with, I did not go with AirPods Pro. Um, I talked about this on the podcast before. I do not need, nor do I like, noise cancellation for my AirPods. I use my AirPods when I'm... Often, like, not only just around my house, but if I'm out in public, if I'm going for a walk, I use them a lot if I'm going for walks and things like that. And being able to hear ambient noise is important to me, especially if I'm on a run or something, like, is there a car coming or things like that. Also, I don't like the fit of the pros. They have the kind of foam tips that seal in your ear, which some people really like. I do not. Um... Now Donna, why we were joking about it, is Donna bought the third generation and then had to return them because, what was they didn't fit in your ear?
0: They fell out within like two seconds. Really, it wasn't even like, you know, with my past AirPods that I I still use the second gens, if I run they might fall out. Like this is a totally different thing for me. It's like they just w- like would not stay in my ears no matter what. Interesting. Yeah.
1: So I not only <laughs> did I find uh-huh. the fit to be better than the Um, than the uh, second generation. I really like how on the second generation, I found I was always fussing with the angle of the AirPods so that the speaker was pointing into my ear. Do Mm -hmm. you have this? Mm -hmm. It's like often pointing, like the way it's designed, by default it just points like into my skin and not into my ear canal. And so I was always fussing with it. Um, Whereas this feel the third generation, does not feel that way to me. It feels like you just put it in your ear, and it's exactly in the right fit, and there's nothing to fuss with.
0: This it's such a strange one that Yeah. they seem to like work great for some people, and then just like not at all for others. Yeah, um, which I guess makes sense with them being a little bigger for people who have a little bit of a bigger ear. It probably is like really nice, whereas the smaller one like could be kind well of fiddled around with more. To me, the
1: size of the AirPod itself. W- I mean, it it fit, so that it was fine. But it wasn't that it was better. It's that the angle of the speaker is different. The angle is pointed towards your ear canal in a more natural way, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Um, I like that they're smaller and lighter. Um, the other thing, my favorite, favorite feature, and part of why I bought them, I am constantly losing my AirPods. Like, all the time I'm losing my AirPods. And so now the third generation has Find My built-in. So if you leave them somewhere, it will notify you. Same thing, it works the exact same way as an Airtag. So if you leave them somewhere, it'll notify you. And it will, like, you can use Find My to find it even if it's in your house. You, you have, any of you have Airtags and how this works, but you go to the Find My app and you go find, and it will kind of, you can walk around the house and they'll tell you how close you are to it. So I love that feature. Um, I found the sound quality to be a little bit better but I still don't think it's particularly amazing sound quality. Did you... I mean, I know you didn't get to listen to it much, but what were your thoughts on the sound quality when you did use them?
0: I could not keep them in my ears long enough to really <laughs> oh, find no. out, honestly. I'm telling you, really. It was like two seconds.
1: That's so funny. Yeah. Okay. So it, the they add their main selling point is better sound quality, which is why I'm talking about it. It is better sound quality. It's a richer bass, um, but it's still... I mean, I'm a little bit of um, a snob about sound quality, and it's it's just not, like, you do not buy AirPods for their amazing sound quality. It's a good enough sound quality, but um, you buy it for the convenience factor. So it's better, and I appreciate that it's better, but I'm still not blown away. Um, it's also supposed to have longer battery life. I have yet to kind of get to that place and to discover it, which is, you know, a good sign. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. It's waterproof and soundproof, or not soundproof. It's waterproof and sweatproof, which I use a lot. I use them a lot working out, so I appreciate. Although I also use my other ones working out and never had a problem. Um, So overall, I'm really enjoying them so far, and I would recommend them strongly if you have big ears apparently did you have other people who had this problem did you discover that this is like a known thing or is it just because I, I know you're particularly thing. like sensitive to earpods
0: it is so headphones. yeah over-ear headphones give me headaches so that's its own thing but with these you know, in general i love my second gen airpods and was hoping that the third one third gen ones would work really well too um on our team i think there was maybe one other person who had the same issue as me that they didn't fit right um, but then there are other people same as you who are like, no, they fit way better. Mm. So it doesn't seem to be it doesn't seem to be a just me thing. Um, but I did want to report back to on my second gen airpods after this happened, I shared on the podcast that I was hoping just to make my second gen ones work well for me. Um, I'd been getting a lot of complaints that the mic, wasn't working well and that people that I sounded underwater. And so what I tried doing is using this cleaning device that David recommended yeah. to me, which I can link to again, cause I really like it. It didn't solve the mic problem. Oh, though. No, no. So it did. I mean, in terms of just, General hygiene is a great tool to have, and I don't regret getting that and using it. But I still can use it to listen to music or to calls, but I don't use it for the microphone because consistently people still say I sound underwater and far away. And I I wonder if it could be that um, I used it too much for working out or in settings where – where it got wet or, you know.
1: So what is your game plan here? Are you just going to upgrade to another second generation AirPods? Probably.
0: Probably because I really like, I've just been holding off though because I love my AirPods. But I've been holding off because I wanted to like get the latest and greatest.
1: Yeah. I do though. I use my AirPods... To talk on the phone a lot, yeah. Like I'll have them on, talk to somebody as I'm walking around the house doing something.
0: Me too, a lot. Yeah, yeah and at work as well. Yeah. Because w- since we have like a shared office, it's better to be to have your AirPods on. So I don't know. It's it's a tough one. I'm depressed about it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> but I'm glad that it my, worked out for yeah, you. I'm sorry that my
1: good news depressed you, Donna. <laughs> uh, so there, is it,
0: you're going to talk about the Apple TV next episode. I
1: can. I, I do you have an Apple TV?
0: Um, I do. Yeah, an older uh, one.
1: We, we can make it a theme. Because I think Apple TV, one of the things we've discovered through these live classes and talking to insiders a lot is that a lot of you either don't have an Apple TV or aren't as familiar with it. Uh, We do have a guide for an Apple TV, by the way, if you're an insider. But also, we can do a little bit of a deep dive. Another <laughs> another upcoming theme that I think would be fun would do an AirTag deep dive at some point.
0: I know, which I, by the way, have like a new, the OtterBox uh, keychain on it too, which is nice. Like I didn't have it on my keys before and uh, I, I ha- like having one on the keys No, the keys, keys
1: are my favorite. Yeah. Um, the last feature I will say for my AirPods is that I really like. They have a little button that you can push to pause and unpause and skip the previous generation, you could tap on it, which you can still do, but I found the tapping be kind of finicky.
0: Yeah, it is. And the
1: button is not finicky, and I really like it. And, and I like that there's a smaller form factor too, so both of those things are nice.
0: Yeah, like the little stems are shorter. Yeah, the stems
1: are shorter, and then a there's a button better on looking. them.
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, I feel like if they fit you right, it's a total win. So I'm happy for you, despite my own annoyances. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> yeah. So um, for apps and gear, for me. Oh yeah. What do you have? Oh my gosh. I wanted to talk about Wordle.
1: Okay, I'm I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready.
0: So everyone in our office, and also like everyone in the world, basically is obsessed with Wordle. It seems, and I was just having a lot of confusion around like how to play it because <laughs> I, I was like looking in the app store and there are a lot of different Wordle type apps, but none of them are like the official Wordle app. And I think it's a weird one that there's no app for it. So I just wanted to say for those of you listening, I'm curious if all all of you play Wordle. But for me, like you just Google Wordle and New York Times, I guess, because like the New York Times bought it and it'll take you to the website to play it and it's easy to get there. But for me – it's still like a weird enough thing. Like, I have so many tabs open at any given time that I don't want to have to do that every day. I'd rather have like an app I could open. So it stopped me from being a daily Wordle user, even though I've played it a few times now.
1: Okay. I, I did the same thing, to be fair. So I am an avid Wordler. <laughs> <laughs> like, to the point where I almost bought a t shirt. I love Wordle. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did the same thing when I first... like I was like, what is this Wordle thing? And the first thing I did was went to the App Store and then got really confused. So it is a good clarification. But I think part of the charm of Wordle is understanding the backstory. Do you know the backstory? No, tell me. Okay, so the reason why it's called Wordle is it was made by a person whose last name is Wordle, W-A-R-D-L. So he was being, he made a pun on his mm. name. And it was during the pandemic and his partner loved word games. So he made it for her, just for fun.
0: That's so cute. And then he
1: shared it with some of his friends, and it went viral. So originally, the URL was this crazy long thing that was like his own personal server, but it went so viral that everybody was just going. I can't even remember. It was like powerdoc.uk slash word (laughs) games. It was like this crazy URL. And then it became (laughs) so popular that uh, the New York Times bought it for millions of dollars. But they kept, So I, I guess, I, I'm guessing there will be an app at some point, but they kept the legacy of it by keeping it as a web browser. Like I you kinda, can still
0: put in the URL. It's powerlanguage.co.uk yeah. slash Wordle.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> It'll redirect you now. To
1: the New York Times. Yeah. I kind of, li- I like the it being... Browser really
0: it kind of like helps the like adds to the phenomenon of Wordle. There's
1: just a charm for Wordle because of this backstory. Because it's not like this made by this high tech company trying to like steal your money. It was free. There like it was just like this fun thing some dude made. So I like it.
0: The story helps. Should Um, we make a word game and make millions of dollars? We (laughs) should try. Yeah.
1: But okay, are you ready? So are you ready for some? Because I've gotten. The thing with Wordle is that it's, just to back up, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, I'm sure everybody's heard Wordle by now, but it's a five letter word, and each day there's a different word that you have to guess. Um, So you can only do it once per day, which is another reason why you don't need an app, is you can only do it once per day. Um, And so uh, you type in the letters and it tells you whether the letter is right or wrong and whether it's in the right location. But because you can only do it once per day, people go to do their Wordle, they solve it, and they're like, oh, I want to do another game. So there's been all these other Wordle type games that have popped up.
0: Oh, I'm going to tell yeah. you some of my
1: other favorites. OK, tell me. OK, there's Hurdle, <laughs> H-E-A-R-D-L-E. And that one, you get six guesses to guess the song.
0: Oh. And so you, it starts
1: to give you the first three <laughs> seconds of the song. And if you can't get it from that, it gives you another three seconds. And it keeps giving you more and more until you can guess the song.
0: That's fun. That one's
1: fun. Uh, you'll have to Google it because I think it's like hurdle.app or something like that. And then the other one that's kind of crazy is Quirtle.
0: I'll <laughs> Q- I was to say Taylordle because we have our Taylor's. No, there's fan. like a
1: million of these. One of my friends is playing the NBA version. You have to guess which NBA player it is. That one was really nuts because they were like sitting there having to browse all the rosters of all the teams to solve it. It's like it's really That's a like thing. Hard. Yeah. No, it's really hard. Quirtle, though, is crazy because it's four Wordle boards and you have to solve it. All, you have to get all four of the words each day. So it's harder, in my opinion.
0: And you do all of these every day?
1: I always do my Wordle. <laughs> I never miss my Wordle. Do you like
0: wake up and have coffee and do Wordle?
1: I, would, I wish I had time for that. A lot <laughs> of times I just squeeze it in during the day. But mm. um, I always do my wor- Wordle. I sometimes do my hurdle, um, or my Quirtle, depending on if I have time.
0: Yeah, it's a cute company bonding thing where a lot of people play Wordle in the office and share their results in a Slack <laughs> channel for Wordle.
1: I feel like yeah. we should attempt to branch it. We should find a way to branch out so that y- y'all can share your your Wordle results with us. Because, yeah, in the company each day, there's like this little, like, everybody, as they solve it, goes and posts it. So that's the other thing, because I'm sure a lot of you are like, I know this Wordle, and why is everybody posting these weird green squares? So what that is, is it's a graph of your guesses. So if you get it wrong, you get a black square. If you get the letter right on a guess, it it tells you that by indicating it by it being a green square. And if you get the letter right but in the wrong spot, it's a yellow square. So you if you play Wordle, you can actually go look at at those weird little graphs people send and see, oh my here were the guesses they did. They got, you know, three right on their first guess, then four right on the second guess, but one of them was in the wrong place, et cetera, et cetera.
0: Um, Cool. Well, I'm realizing we've come to the end of the episode, except for insiders, if you stick around, we're going to give you a tour of the studio. And also we have some (laughs) bonus content for you. So stick around for that. And the rest of you, we will be back in two weeks with our next episode. Thanks so much for joining today. Thanks, everyone. And please leave a review for us in the app store if you like the show and want to help us, uh, other people find our show as well.